following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. To get in touch with our program, give us a call at 800-917. We'll talk to you about uh, talking with us about something going on in your life. We'd love to uh, have that conversation with you and uh, maybe have you on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. Well, I'm Jeff Oliver and uh, here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, one of the most sought-after topics, and I think this surprised you a little bit even uh, in, mm-hmm. in our ministry as you have written about so many topics, and uh, one of the, the um, uh, sources that many people want to go to and talk about uh, and learn about is uh, verbal and emotional abuse. Now, when I grew up, the, the phrase was, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I have a suspicion that that's not the case. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell me about that. Uh, well... When I was a teenager, our family home life became turbulent. And candidly, rather than being part of the solution, I was actually part of the problem. I remember my mother sensitively saying, June, it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. And I hated hearing her words. And I had to hear that several times. I heard that Uh, a lot too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mentally, I kind of mocked that phrase an octave higher uh it's Mm -hmm. not what you say in my mind you know then one day i actually heard my caustic tone and finally i understood slowly i admitted it's true it's not what i say it's the way i say it actually i didn't realize i was in bondage to bitterness my unresolved anger had uh, turned into bitterness and then bitterness into hatred And I felt absolutely justified in my hatred. Now, the object of my hatred was my father, whom I considered heartless. Uh, My teenage heart couldn't tolerate his verbal and emotional cruelty, especially toward my mom. And frequently, uh, his demeaning words um, caused her to feel more and more devalued. And I hurt at her devastating impact, the in, his, his impact on her heart. And she was my, I call it Achilles heel. She was, she was my soft spot. Consequently, I became consumed in thinking, how can I protect her? How can I stop him? And my mindset was logical. Somebody has to let him know how wrong he is. I remember that phrase mm-hmm. in my head. And since no one seems willing to do anything, I guess it's got to be me. Initially, uh, I did indirect, uh, I'll call it a tactic, which I called if looks could kill, if looks could kill. And I I, uh, looked at him with daggers from my eyes. Of course, all I did was make things worse. That did not help at all. Uh, The only direct tactic was my verbal confrontation about his adultery and his women which resulted in severe repercussions on me. First, I was beaten. The next day, I was sent away to boarding school. And finally, I was sent away to camp for the summer. I just hated being sent away. Uh, Then back home, multiple times, he said, you're a bad influence on your mother. Later, he made the pronouncement, all you children are bad influences on your mother. After dinner, you will have no contact with her. And in truth, he was excessively jealous of anyone taking her time away from him. But following dinner, 
from that point on, we were sent upstairs, forbidden to come back down. Now, Mom felt torn being isolated from us. So at some point, she would excuse herself pretending to use the restroom. Instead, she would quickly ascend the stairs, uh, making the rounds to all four of us, giving each of us a warm embrace, a gentle kiss, and a light sprinkle of soothing words. Everything will be all right. I love you. Uh, however, in the midst of her tender touches, I felt the heaviness of her heart and the pain of her isolation. Numerous times, my sister said, you're the lightning rod of Dad's anger because you're Mom's protector. Well, on occasion, after his harsh words toward me, her eyes would fill with tears. This is privately. Honey, I'm so, so sorry. He doesn't mean to be this way. Yet in my mind, that didn't help. I thought, oh yes, he means to be this way. Years later, after my father's death, as we talked about those early years, she confided, there was nothing I could do. Just nothing I could do. And I didn't counter her because I knew she genuinely felt that way. But is that accurate? When someone's being verbally or emotionally abusive toward us, is there anything we can do? Or maybe more accurately, is there something we can do in a healthy way that could lead to healing? And I say yes, because I learned to do it. We do have choices. We can have boundaries. We can have healing. If only I had known those truths years ago, I would have acted in a healthier way and been saved much heartache. Uh, you mentioned sticks and stones mm. may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I think this is more accurate. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can break my heart. And I've, I was thinking about this earlier today. Some people are living this way. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but the truth will set you free. And I'm saying that because we need God's truth about how to live in a healthy way. We do have choices. We can have boundaries and we can have healing. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates, and of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you. If you have any questions or concerns about tonight's topic, uh, or any number of topics, really, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the appropriate resources. I want to recommend to you our uh, 31-day devotional called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. And uh, that devotional has been a a great help to so many people to understand um, how God sees you and uh, your self-worth in God's sight. So I want to let you uh, know about that. Again, it's called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. Just talk to customer support about that resource or any other that may be helpful to you. Their number again is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. The email address for them is uh, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. It may be more convenient for you to email that, ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That is again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now let's get to tonight's caller. This evening we welcome Abigail. Well, so glad you joined us, Abigail. How can we help you? Hello, uh, Joan, and I'm just uh, so happy to be able to speak with you. Um, Thank you. I almost feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Uh, my mother no. used to listen to you as a child, when I was a child. And so, oh, my goodness. Yes, she did. She did. And I just, uh, well, I'm 15. 55 years old, and uh, okay. I have three children. I've, uh, I'm divorced twice. Uh, unfortunately, um, I had to go to a, a shelter uh, mm. when I had two children, my, my first two. and the, my, Their father was uh, abusive, and he, he, he threatened us. Uh, and uh, he threatened my children this time, so that's why I've, mm. I left with what, what I had, and I took uh, the girls, and we went to a shelter. Well, I uh, uh, by the way, I just want to say that. I'm so glad you brought this up because many, many women, and and this is actually classic. Initially, the abuse is only toward the the mother, the spouse, uh, the wife. Yes. Yes. Um, but then it progresses. Yes. 
and it's about all about control when there is domestic violence. And yeah. you've just explained, you've just stated that then later it turned to the children. And yeah. I want to say that that is, that is where when I have talked with women, it's yeah. like once it goes to the children, it's like, it's like well, you can hurt me. But now, yeah. don't hurt them. And yeah. that's when they'll take a stand and say, no, no, no more. So right. that is a typical progression, even though no matter what, any violence toward any other person is wrong. It's against the law. And yet, when wives often will go on and quote-unquote submit to that thinking they're being loyal thinking sometimes that they don't have a choice they do have a choice and they must take it's just not right in god's sight so i'm i'm I just thought, I, I thought i thought it was i was being strong um the women in my family that's what i saw them do and so when i decided to leave i thought i was being weak Mm, I, I, mm. I couldn't handle it, and so wow. that's why I didn't tell my family. I, I did. I, 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 I wouldn't tell them because it was, you know, I was born and raised in a Christian home. Even though my father was an alcoholic, my mm -hmm. mother taught us the right way, and he didn't interfere with, you know, the children going to going to church Sunday school. But I just saw them. It and I just thought mm -hmm. I was being weak uh, because I had to had to leave, and it didn't get better after that. I, I I fell into the same trap. I, I had this uh, distorted view of family. I believe that, uh, and I knew, you know, the Bible says that you know, a husband and wife and children. But I didn't look at my situation in that I, I, I probably needed to, well, I know I do now, I, I needed to slow down. And But I waited uh, about a year, and uh, I remarried an older man, and he was a deacon in the church, and he was worse than the first. Mm. He, mm. he was much worse, and I got scared because my my youngest daughter uh, she ran and got a knife, and I thought I said, okay, she's gotten grown and older now and taller, mm. much taller. She's gonna either hurt him or he's gonna hurt her. Either way, mm -hmm. somebody's gonna end up in the hospital and somebody's gonna end up in jail. Mm. So. I uh, talked to a friend of mine. She told me, she said, you you, you need to, you know, I was ashamed because of the second one, but I'd, I'd rather not have my children hurt And when I saw that. But to that marriage, we had a, a son, and uh, I stayed in it until my, my son was maybe about six or whatever, but I had three children. Mm -hmm. uh, one... Uh, um, well, I'll just say what they are now. Um, uh, Ruth is 32, and mm -hmm. uh, um, mm -hmm. um, Naomi is um, 28. Okay. And 
son passed away this past December oh. due to COVID. He had COVID. He was in college, his senior year in college, and he oh, I'm so sorry. contracted the virus. And, uh, he had asthma, and uh, mm-hmm. he struggled, and he struggled, and he struggled. We, we came home, and I thought he was going to get better, but it just didn't seem to turn around. And uh, yes. my oldest daughter, Ruth, she's a She's an emergency room nurse, but she was shocked. Everybody was in shock because he bled so much from his lungs. I didn't know that mm-hmm. there was bleeding and that it, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, went with COVID. It was, mm-hmm. it was so so bad. It was so bad, and I still have the the images of the night he uh, passed away uh, because that involved bleeding. I'm so, so sorry for so great a loss. I'm, yeah, I know that yeah. hurts your heart, and there's a natural missing that you will have many, many, many times of wanting to pick up the phone and call. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I just, you know, and the Lord has allowed me on this journey, and I listen to you quite often, and you confirmed what the the Holy Spirit revealed to me the things that that happen in our lives are not just for us; it's for us to help help others. And my life yes. is, uh, I was a prodigal. I, I will mm. say I would have never thought that thought about that. I I was told not to ever drink, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't drink until I thought I was grown at forty seven. Never had a DWI. Never got got into trouble, uh, but uh, I was at the pinnacle of my career uh, working on my doctorate, and uh, I had uh, I had reached a, a level in my career that many don't, but anyway, uh, one year I was at the pinnacle, and then by the end of the next year, I had a prison number in Gatesville, mm. I'm so sorry. And that was because I was drinking and driving, and I killed someone. Mm. I uh, didn't uh, plan on that. I don't remember it. And Mm -hmm. it took me a while to get over myself to understand that the Lord had worked for me to do, even though it did require the punishment because I was I was in I was in the wrong and God does not stop the the consequences of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, they have consequences and these were grave consequences that I will have to live with for the rest of my life. But knowing God's word in Romans eight and one that now that I am as you say an authentic Christian because mm-hmm. I I received yes. him in my heart uh, while I was in jail, yes. and uh, I knew him for myself. At, mm-hmm. at the time that I was seven, and I went down before the church and all of that, you know, it was just a—it was the faith that my mother taught me, but it didn't become real to me until I hit that prison prison mm-hmm. ground. And uh, I received seven years, which was nothing. At that time, I thought it was the end of my life, but 
it was nothing in comparison. Uh, mm-hmm. My son was 15, and uh, the girl, they were in college. He was going to a private school here. But um, anyway, that left Ruth to manage things with the family. And, you know, Ruth, I mean, uh, June, there was one mm-hmm. thing that was just so... When, when that situation happened with the first husband and I went to the women's shelter, I started having this strong impression from the Holy Spirit to just tell my children whenever they are in trouble or if they're without me, and they were, it was just two of them at that time, they were five and two, and I just told mm-hmm. them, I said, now, whenever you're without me, because there's going to be a time when you're not going to be, I'm not going to be around. You love the Lord and you love each other. Mm. And I would impress that upon them. And even after my son was born, I would impress it upon them. Not every day. Mm -hmm. Just whenever the Lord gave me the unction. And the time came because I woke up in a a hospital, handcuffed to a Mm. bed. But every scripture that I had learned... The Lord taught me what they meant in a personal way at that time. Yes. And I say all this to say that you know, I, 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 I got so close to the Lord. And, and, and I know you said you know what prison can do for people, especially prodigals. Um, I know <laughs> what that prison experience did for me, <laughs> being yes. by myself. Not being able to see anything, but maybe a cricket just moved. That was life. <laughs> and the Lord taught me how to appreciate it. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that what you've just said is important. No matter how dark a situation is, there can be light in the midst of the darkness. Sometimes we have to by virtue of our own choices, we have to hit rock bottom at at a protocol conference that we just did. Uh, A man said, it wasn't until, and he was in prison, and he said, I had to hit rock bottom. And finally, I had eyes to see, I turned around. And, you know, here's now a young man in his 20s, and he's totally on a different course, and it's extraordinary. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, Plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. Lifelinetohope.org.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about tonight's topic, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address whatever's going on in your life. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources. Maybe you heard something in tonight's program that piqued your interest in uh, this topic or uh, some other topic that's uh, something you're dealing with or maybe in the life of someone who you care about and you'd like to pass along some information, some resources to them. That uh, number again for customer support is 800-488-4673. And tonight we recommend the keys for living called sexual integrity, balancing your passion with purity. And customer support is, again, at 800-488-HOPE. Now, check out our website as well for more resources. That's uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Right now, you'll find three areas of the store. First is the the always uh, being updated, newly designed keys for living topics. And over 40 topics in the new store, more being added monthly. Take a look at those. Also, the uh, video-based training program called Lifeline to Hope. That's designed to to equip church members and lay leaders to become biblical caregivers. And if you'd like to start or to grow the care ministry in your church, it's a a great resource for you there. Also, there's a place called June's Place. You'll find the books, Bible studies, other resources she's done over the years, as well as music CDs. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to our conversation with Abigail. You know, Abigail, there are going to be so many people who... Um, experience what you have on a personal level. They will be going along. They've had certain values. They said, I'm not going to do this. And like you, you were talking about, you weren't going to drink. But then you said I was reaching the pinnacle. And so then I started drinking. And you were drinking and driving. And then uh, you didn't stay at the pinnacle. You you ended up in prison yeah. Um, by killing someone, not intentionally, but uh, yeah. the driving and drinking. And so uh, my, my, my point is you can give people a cause to rethink. Now, many people say, oh, well, that will never happen to me. That's the typical response. But there will be those that God's going to put into your life. And you're going to say, I... Um, 
turned in a way uh, yes. to, to my own way of I, I was going to do what I wanted to do, yes. and that's yes. what you know. That's that's kind of what sin is. It's I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it, no matter what anybody says, no matter what God says, no matter what the Bible says, no, no matter what is right. I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's just self-willed living, and that's yes. uh, a, a I type think that's of. What brings me to my question. Okay. My my. <laughs> you've just said it in a nutshell. My daughter's doing the same thing. Ruth, um, she knows what I went through. She knows the situation. She's not. It's not the drinking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a man. Um, mm. My daughter is very important, important to me. All my, my children are very important to me, and I know that two days before I was released. From prison, the Lord told me, He said, Don't interfere with the work that I have to do with your children. Don't go in thinking you're going to start chastising because they're adults. Now, I could counsel, but for the most part, that's what I had been doing via the phone. Well, mm-hmm. right after my son passed away, we were all devastated. It was just, it was so horrible. And she and my son were very, very close. Mm-hmm. Because when she went off to college and she went out of Texas to go to college, he was very distraught. He was disappointed. And, but they were just, they, they, they just had the same, same spirit, temperament, all of that. But anyway, when he passed away, it took so much out of us. So she she was saying that she was just hurting and missing, you know, something in her life. Now, she's, she's overweight, and she's uh, not healthy in, in, her, in her weight. I mean, it's so bad that it's not, that it's, uh, it's, it, it, caused her to have some issues at work because she is a nurse and she's very sick. She gets uh, swelling in the legs and all of that. But anyway, she moved this man in her home, a younger man, about three or four years younger than her. She thought that it was best to move him in because he was somebody who she said physically looked good. She didn't think she thought she 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 didn't think she'd ever get a man that looked that nice to ever want her. Mm-hmm. And she said these words to me, and I mm-hmm. was just uh, just flabbergasted. I said, "What do you mean? He 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 doesn't know." the Lord, the family doesn't know the Lord, um, that's even beside the point. It's just the fact that he's living in her home. Mm-hmm. And so I've chosen not to not to go there. And she knows uh, that I wouldn't go there if, you know, live with her living with someone, especially in her place. Well, she's about to have surgery to uh, correct some things. And she asked me to come, but she told him, and this is our word, she said she told him, you know, you can't be here and uh, my mother be here under the same roof. My mother will not 
not go for that. And he didn't understand why. She, mm-hmm. I don't know what her exact words were that she explained to him, but she she explained to him she was brought up in a Christian home, and that's just the way my mother, mother is. Mm-hmm. Despite my background or whatever, he, he, you know, he might know about me uh, as far as the prison thing, but she knows this is not something that I would agree with. So I told her, she told me he wouldn't be there. Well, she called me another time and said, okay, well, what do you think is this and is that? And, well, he doesn't have a place to go and da 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 Well, my, my point to her is, and I've always been kind of tough, but I did tell her, I said, a man always has a place to go. Hmm. I said, a man always has a place to go. And he can take care of himself a whole lot better than you can out on these streets. So mm-hmm. you need to get out of God's way. And if this is the man for you, then allow him to stumble or do whatever's going on. Apparently he didn't. He had a job, uh, a blue-collar job, which is fine. But he lost it because of some uh, of argument that him and his sister got into, and the police were called. Mm. And so he's in this in the middle of a case. Now, he has not been charged with anything. They keep putting the case off and keep putting it off because it's a large uh, uh, a criminal place where where the town where she's in. But mm-hmm. um, he's given the excuse that he can't work because he can't find a job uh, that, that will hire him with a record. And I said, you, he doesn't have a record yet. But nonetheless, I said, okay, you're going to do this for how long? Well, after the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars are spent, she bought him a phone, clothes, and all of these things. She's just turned her whole house upside down for this mm-hmm. man. And today, she called me. Because I've been praying for her and her attitude about how she's looking at this and and it's not aligned with God's word. And I, I told her, I said, you're asking me again? Can he live, uh, he stay with you under the same roof with me? I said, that's your house. I said, just don't expect me to be there. I said, I have my boundaries as well. I said, mm-hmm. I could be at the hospital. But I want you here, and I want you to be here for a couple of weeks, and da 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 da. And I mm-hmm. said, no, 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 no. I said, you know, you really made me dig deep, and I said, you know, I'm gonna have to go into the Word of God, and I'm gonna get off the phone with you. I love you. No, no, why are you? What? What? Just because he's gonna be here, how is that hurting you? What? What is that doing to you? And I said, well, whatever is not aligned with the Father, and he's my Father, I I, I have to have a, a problem with it, too. I said, even though you're my child, I love you. I said, but, and this is the hardest thing. I said, but you're, you've made a decision. And I said, now I see this is more permanent than what you've made me believe. I said, so 
you want this man to continue to live with you? Well, we're together. I said, okay. I said, but I have to go into Scripture, and let me just be firm about what I believe the Lord is telling me. And I said, I love you. And and she was irritated, and she said, you can still come. I want you to be there, and da, da, da. I said, I'll never not be where you need me. You know, if you're going to be in the hospital, I'm definitely going to be there. Yes. But I went into the Word of God, and I looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. And it was talking about, Paul was saying, these are the people who will not inherit the kingdom of God. But it, it also taught, he was talking to the Corinthians about the way they used to be. Now they are believers, and so you being a believer or brother, as it says in the King James, Mm-hmm. then I have to uh, treat you in a manner according to this God's word. And it, it, and it said, you're not even supposed to eat with, with, with people like this who are else, profess their believers, and they're living a different way. Now, in these days and times, of course, I would eat with my daughter, mm-hmm. but I don't want to fellowship with her in that setting. I, I just wouldn't feel comfortable fellowshipping with my child in that setting. And mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, uh, earlier uh, when I was speaking to the producer before I came on, he, he was saying something about being unequally yoked. And I didn't even think about them being yoked. Uh, I mean, you know, because I'm thinking of marriage, but they're doing the things that married people do. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, am I not giving grace where I should give grace? And am I being, uh, or in, you know, your biblical opinion, am I aligned with the words? You know, when you love someone, I'm talking about the the true heart of love. Love seeks the highest good of the other person. And that's important. That is the kind of love that you have for her. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And uh, I want to recommend the Keys for Living called Sexual Integrity, Balancing Your Passion with Purity. Customer support would be happy to send that on its way to you. Uh, Their number again is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a situation that's going on in your life, uh, maybe it's a theological question, maybe it's a relational question you're having, or or even uh, how to get along with somebody at work. Any of those uh, and, and many other topics have been addressed here on the program. We'd like to hear from you. And uh, that number to call is 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, just leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as possible to talk to you about your issue and what questions you might have, uh, possibly schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We'd love to have that conversation with you. That's 800-NIGHT-17 or 800-644-4817. To simply ask a question by email, if you don't want to be on the live program, it's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. We look forward to that question and then answering that on an upcoming Hope in the Night. Now let's get back to our conversation tonight with Abigail. All right, my friend. Um, by the yeah. way, I like you. <laughs> I, I like you too. You, you're, you're, I love you're, you. <laughs> you're, that's very endearing. You know, you have a logical way of thinking. You um, and you're very caring, and you're seeking to be as principled as you can. It's understandable at times you think, well, now, what do I do in this situation, which is why this program exists. But I need to ask a question, and I'm, I'm going to ask it this way. Um, I have, um, uh, I'm thinking about someone right now who would call herself a Christian. I know she's not, but... Um, she does believe in certain things that the Bible says. You know, certain, uh, she she likes uh, 
the love chapter in First Corinthians yes. thirteen. Yes. And so so but um and she's very intelligent, very but but she would not uh, align her life um like you're talking about or that I believe is important. So just because people say they are Christians, like I often quote Billy Graham, you know, that he says 80% of church members have never had a rebirth experience, meaning they're not born again or they're not authentic Christians. But my, so now, now my, my question to you is, do you believe that she has truly your daughter, this daughter in particular that you're talking about, do you believe that she is a true, authentic Christian, or is it not, you know, not yet, not quite? Well, I've seen her, and I have asked her, and is she a born-again believer? And I have seen her, you know, um, give um, the sinner's prayer. And this is even since she was a child. So that's all I was going by is what, now the life that she's living now tells me something totally different. Mm -hmm. But I will say where we were, going to church and uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't always authentic I will say it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, you know, I, I, I hear, I hear where you're going okay yeah. let me let me read something to you uh, this is what Jesus said in Matthew yeah. 7 21 not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So the key is we have to he's not just Jesus yes of course he's Jesus but there are actually a number of people called Jesus but Lord the Bible says believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved the word Lord means master ruler owner giving the Lord Jesus ownership of our lives in other words I give my I give him control of my life, and I don't do what I just want to do. I do what he wants me to do. So when that, that's the difference between a person who will say, oh, I'm a Christian, meaning Mm -hmm. I believe that Jesus lived. I believe that, uh, you know, we can believe a, a lot of different things, but that doesn't mean when we see believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that means to read the word believe means rely upon to entrust your life to. So it's to rely upon, to trust in him as your literally Lord and Savior. So now I'll, 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 I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. Um, 
Okay. I have um I have a nephew who was coming to visit and um and then he brought this girlfriend and and this nephew he has dreadlocks that he can sit on. Um he's a delightful young man. He's he was raised in a home not uh, not a Christian home. His father was an atheist because his parents were atheists, and I ended up being my brother-in-law's favorite relative. The point is, though, uh, my nephew, um, um, when he came to visit, and, and now he has this living, um, this, this girlfriend, um, he wanted to sit in on Hope in the Night, and they they did. I, I never will forget. But he he said, um, now we're. He told her, we we're not we're not going to be uh, together. Uh, I'm going to you you sleep in the bed, and and I'm going to sleep on the couch, which he did. Now, see, I this was kind of the situation was. So we so in this case, and, and I'm I'm not trying to make a point that we were under the same roof. We we were, but but what I'm trying to say to you is, I the most important thing for me is that one day he will yield his will to the Lord Jesus Christ, and I've explained it, and he he is so respectful of. You know, he, and he's fascinated. You know, um, and I just look for ways to find common ground with him. Just got a, a note from him because I sent him a birthday cup mug with his n- initial on it. And you know, but uh, you know, it, it, that's great. My point is, I don't have the same expectation of him as I would. An authentic Christian. I I didn't go in. Now he did ask some questions. I said, "Well, the statistics are that those who do have, who live together, and are sexually involved, and all, you know, they they might have a much higher divorce rate. That, and I'm just saying those are statistics. But I." You know, I I want him to come to Christ first, because yes. then he'll have a total change life, yes. and so I I'm willing to engage in whatever. But he's pretty far out there with other things, you know, some belief systems that um, are but he bizarre. That he respects you. Yeah, he does very much, but but and he knows that under my roof, no yes. that. Yeah, and and I didn't even have to say. By the way, you, you all can't. You know. No, and but my point is, um, and I, let's see. The most important thing for her is to have one day a true yielded life. Yeah. Um, and there are many many passages, you know, like. Uh, we have material that I'll, I'm going to send you because I think it'll give you some good help, uh, some, I'll call it fodder, uh, Thank you. Thank on, you. on sexual integrity. 
And it's all kinds of ways to hold to a sexual um, value system if she wants to or if we want to. The point is uh, that the, the Bible says a person of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. Um, a double-minded person is unstable in all he does. You know, so I mean, there there are just multiple things in regard to the sexual relationship. We're all, by the way, tempted, but um, the problem is if we yield to the temptation, that's what makes it difficult. Now, in in reality, what you've described is she's she, because of being heavy set, overweight. Um, mm-hmm. she, for the, this, here's this good looking guy. Okay. He's mm-hmm. younger, but now think about now how long at once the infatuation is over, will she respect his value system of not even getting a job? Because, you know, it, it, the issue, uh, is, um, if she is being if she is mothering him, mm-hmm. well, it, and and if you look at the difference between those who come together, if they are much younger, and and the woman is older, excuse me, the 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 guy is younger, mm-hmm. off, often he's looking for a mother figure. If it's much more, uh, much different, if it, if the man is much older. He's looking for someone he can control. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. As equals, um, and I'm not saying the exact same, but there's an appeal and many females just give in to the older person and it's because um, they don't feel that they can come against somebody who's you know, much older, and 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 you you understand that because you told me you were involved with someone much older, and it was much worse. So, and I'm not saying it always is worse. I'm just saying the value system has to be looked at. I, it, it, he may not last all that long after the newness wears off. That, and if you would like for us to talk more about this kind of thing, we can do that. You just continue to hang on to hope. We will send the keys for living called Sexual Integrity, Balancing Your Passion with Purity. We'll send that along to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.